Hello, everyone. Welcome back once again to the Great Scott Podcast. Today, I am joined by entertainer, Mr. Steven Sorrentino. How's it going, Steven? Hey there from Las Vegas. How are you? I'm great. I'm in Kansas City. So he- hello to you from, from here. Cool. What's up? How, how are things in uh, Las Vegas right now? Things are getting back to normalish. Uh, we're getting audiences that are half full. Um, I think they like it that way, but people are loving the show with masks on. They're still singing and clapping along, which is cool. Yeah, I was wondering, are you guys still wearing masks out there? Have to have the whole mandate of masks out there? Yeah, the casinos have masks on, and when the audience members have to have masks on as well during the show. But I asked them to sing, so it's just as well, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so after uh, Las Vegas ha- had been opening up, uh, people were kind of uh, surprised to find that uh, you had ventured into um, some other stuff. Yeah, uh, for me, you know, when COVID happened, I, I had to move, you know, I think as an actor and as a performer and as a composer, you always have to keep moving and, and yeah. uh, reinventing yourself. So it was a perfect time for me to say, okay, let's start doing some film work again. So I did. I just, I went to the East Coast, my other home, and uh, I found this great script in Philadelphia, and I wound up doing this great film uh, that just happened. You know, it all just came together beautifully. So it's been a perfect, it hasn't been a bad, uh, <laughs> is there such a thing as a, as a good pandemic? but it's been an okay experience. <laughs> so what's the name of the, the film that you've been doing? This is called A Tale of Redemption and Regret with Sonny the Heat. It's the longest title in the world. We call it Sonny the Heat. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, Sonny is a, um, a guy from Philadelphia, kind of a wise guy mobster who, who came to the end of his rope kind of later on in life and really refuses to let go. Um, he wants to stay with his 1980s morals and, and his uh, way of doing things. And, you know, he's still trying to run numbers and, and uh, do, run the horses and stuff. But, you know, people are doing betting on their phones and he doesn't get that. Yeah. So he tries to stay relevant. And we find in this film that it's not that easy. So it's a gangster film then, mafia it, kind of film. Yeah. It's, a, it's a dark comedy. So it's a mafia thing, but it's got so much more. He's got so many levels. Uh, and this character, you see, I wouldn't take the character if it was just a typical mobster shoot him up type of thing. Uh, for me as an actor, I want to have a heart and I want the guy to have a past and I want you to like him, yeah. even though he's a murderer. Um, and I think we achieved that with this. It's different. So as I had mentioned, you are a uh, Las Vegas uh, headliner and you've gotten to work with uh, some of the greatest entertainers in, in the world as well. And uh, I just want to ask you about a couple of them. One of them is um, a comedic impressionist, just like yourself, uh, Dana Carvey. Yeah, Dana Carvey, for me, was one of the nicest. Uh, I can't, you know, when entertainers are on the same level, uh, their same mind level, uh, I connected with him within seconds. We were playing at the Paris Hotel, and I was his opening act first night, and he just popped his head in, like, out of nowhere, and he says, is this the best room in town? And I said, no, it used to be the Desert Inn, but they blew it up. He's like, is this the second best? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so uh, he says, I saw you have a guitar. Get your guitar. So within a minute and a half of meeting him, we were doing Beatles songs in his room. There are places I remember. It was, he was so warm and so uh, not uh, adversarial as an entertainer. He was just warm and, and embracing. I love Dana Carvey. Did you guys and do, funny uh, as hell. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Uh, did he regale you with his SNL stories as well? Oh, yeah. He told me everything. And I loved the fact that Dana was running uh, jokes by me just before he went on. Just before I opened for him, he's like, what about this? Michael Jackson, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wait, you're writing the stuff now? You know, which was awesome. Fresh. 
<laughs> so is that why he kind of does run his jokes past uh, people before going on a few minutes before? I guess so. I, you know, his process is so different because I would be backstage listening and he'd be making these noises and not telling any jokes and just doing weird stuff. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> and his, his manager said, that's him dialing it in. He's, he's scanning to figure out where the audience is. And every night you could just tell after, boom, how you doing? And then he was there. So he's like a brilliant mind that just scanned, figured it out, and then engaged in incredible comedy. Wow. And just one of the greatest uh, comic and impressionist as well. I mean, everything that he does is just spot on as far as uh, impressions go. Yeah, he's way... I mean, the other thing about Dana is he's got... I have some pictures on my website of him poking me in the eye with a guitar, just messing around backstage, a lot of fun. He's got that, whatever that is, when he walks in the room and the whole room lights up, he's got that big personality, but he's not a loud person. It's just his aura kind of fills the room, which is, you know, star quality. And another person that uh, I just, and was sad when she went was Debbie Reynolds. Yeah, that was my crazy grandmother and nutty sister all combined <laughs> into one. I, <laughs> I toured with her and co-produced with her and I was her opening act at Bodyguard and traveled confidant for five years and um, she was probably learned more about acting and how to treat and be on stage more than any class I ever took in New York or LA was just being with Debbie. Were you shocked to learn of her passing about one day later uh, after her daughter had died? No, because it's what Debbie would do. Um, If you, if you knew Debbie Reynolds, she would say, well, I mean, uh, uh, my daughter hasn't been dead in a long time. So, I mean, I mean, I, she had to know where to go. So I had to go with her and I had, you know, that's the way Debbie was. She was very <laughs> systematic. So it was a perfect time. If that makes any sense, it was a perfect time for her to be the last bit of Debbie Reynolds to say, well, I have to go with her and I have to facilitate this. So mm-hmm. I get it. And uh, she was a beautiful, again, bright light. I'm very lucky to, during my career have been met some of my mentors met my idols and they have been, more than what I had hoped, and she so, was amazing. So her and Carrie were were pretty close. Then it, it it sounds like I mean very very close. Yeah, she was a mom. You know, they yeah. called her Debbie. Um, everybody called her Debbie, including her children, which was kind of cool because she was Debbie Reynolds. But then there was the other side that was the mom. You know. Yeah, absolutely. A now, beautiful uh, hand. Beautiful. Oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely, just a beautiful woman. Mm. So uh, anyways, uh, so yeah, uh, you're also known as a uh, Elton John impersonator. You know, that's as an actor, I I play every role from um, I played a mafia boss drag queen in a movie. I'm playing a mafia hitman in another one. I played the special needs guy in a home. Um, A lot of different characters, a grandfather, a dad, a kid. One of the parts that I played over the years is is Elton John, the voice, the look. And I also play piano and sing like him. Back in the 80s, I lost two record deals because I sounded too much like Elton John. Mm. So I decided to put a tribute show together and it went international within two years. I was touring the world. I've done 35 countries. And that's a, you know, it's a gig and it's fun. And I get to put on somebody else's disguise and take the accolades that he gets because it's not me. It's just the suit, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but I've made, you know, on and off when there's no work as an actor or comedian or whatever. I've, I was happy to put the suit on and wiggle around and facilitate the Elton John character. Now, has anybody shown Elton uh, your impersonation of him or has he seen it? I don't, I, I, I don't know. Um, it's, I don't think it's something that he would appreciate, honestly, because it's, it's, uh, it's something for the audiences that like Elton John but don't have a chance to see him. 
Uh, so it's a novelty, and I don't think he'd appreciate it, honestly. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of, I don't know. Uh, Ask him. <laughs> I'll, so I'll book him uh, next uh, after I get done here. Yeah, we'll do dueling Eltons. <laughs> <laughs> Can you feel the love tonight? <laughs> Rocket Man. Yeah. Yeah, Mars gonna... ain't the kind of place to raise your kids. Oh, absolutely. Crocodile. Anyways, anyways. Yeah. Whatever. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, so one one other thing uh, that you, uh, I, I don't think that you uh, knew so much about uh, yourself, maybe until later on, is that you have a very famous cousin. I do. Yeah, it's you. <laughs> yeah, Sammy Davis Jr. is my, no, uh, Bruce Springsteen is my cousin. Uh, yeah, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, uh, the thing is, he was just my cousin Bruce when I was a kid, and I, I didn't put two and two together because my whole family was musicians. So my grandfather, my mother, my father, everybody was gigging on the weekends, including my cousin. And I, for some reason, I just never put two and two together. I don't know, because he was a Sorrentino to me, and he's 10 years older than me. And uh, lo and behold, like in my 20s, I went, wait, Bruce is Bruce? You know, <laughs> it just blew me away. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. Have you uh, gone to many, have you gone to go to his shows at all? I mean, and if you do, I mean, he just has the most energy that I think I've ever seen. Yeah, he, you know, he calls me his talented Vegas cousin. Um, I've never been to one of his concerts, but when people find out that I'm his cousin, they come to my shows hoping that he'd be there, which doesn't make any sense. Like he'd just be hanging out, you know? Um, I also have another cousin who's the situation, Mike Sorrentino, and he doesn't come to my shows oh. either, thankfully. <laughs> you mentioned not putting two and two together. I actually, now that you say that, that would make sense. Right. Yeah. With the, the Sorrentino Shore. triplets. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And my, my Aunt Della, um, my great-grandfather came over on to Ellis Island with his little sister. My great-grandfather's little sister was Bruce's grandmother, so we're second cousins. And I have a ring that I wear, and I don't have it with me right now. Um, but I wear it from 1915. My grandfather, great grandfather, gave it to my grandfather, to my father, and I wear it in every single film or stage performance or poster, anything. I've always worn it since I'm 13, and Bruce wants to buy that ring. <laughs> Are you going to sell it to him? No. <laughs> <laughs> For $1 billion. <laughs> I think he has that money. I think he... I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, brother, if he fucks over a billion, I'm in. I'll cut you in for 10%. Everybody's happy. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like a deal to me. <laughs> but, right. uh, talk, but talking about uh, your early uh, entertainment career, um, you were pretty much... Uh, a very young child when you really did start at like age five because you would introduce your, your your grandfather yeah my grandfather was like kind of like a ricky ricardo type of character because he owned the club and the people would come to dinner and there was dinner and dancing and then the curtain would open up and there was my grandfather with his orchestra and my mom singing and my father playing saxophone and then i would before he came on i would come on as this little stupid five-year-old and say ladies and gentlemen welcome to falano's and now here's my lousy grandfather tony falano <laughs> Yeah, and that was him telling me to say that. And then, you know, everybody would laugh and people would say, you shouldn't say that about your grandfather. I'm like, he gave me the dialogue, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I grew up in a business family for my whole life. I've been in my whole life almost. Yeah, I was going to say you're third, third generation uh, inter entertainer. Yeah, including the Springsteen stuff. So all my whole family, my uncles and aunts, they all, I don't know. For me, music was always there. Like they used to play my mom's radio uh, uh, Italian music on the radio on Sunday. So we'd all listen to her music. And I kind of grew up in that Italian Long Island, New York family with the singing I'm mother and the playing myself. 
All right. Viva Italiano. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now I just need, need to get to Vegas myself. Yeah, come on out. I got tickets for you, waiting for you. Yeah, so you still do perform in in Vegas then, even though uh, you kind of maybe took a little bit of a break, per se, as far as... Uh, yeah, I took a break, and, I, and uh, I just came back here about a month ago, and we're doing the six shows uh, weekly. Every night I'm on stage, except for one day off, just today. Uh, and today's my birthday. Yay. Happy birthday. Do you Thank want to you. How, how, how old you are? No, do you? <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about it <laughs> i'm 21 and a virgin how about that <laughs> no because i play different characters so oh, gotcha. uh, i'm i'm actually a zero i'm just zero. like a yeah from another okay. planet but uh yeah there's shows every night and again you know i'm at the tropicana hotel it's wonderful and then i'll also be hosting the show so i'll be doing the elton john bit and i'll also be doing um my comedy uh, as a host so and they won't know well if anybody watches this i'm screwed but they won't know that I'm the same guy because the Elton John thing is the teeth, eyebrows, the English accent, the whole bit. So it's a complete different person speaking and everything. And then I come out and I do Led Zeppelin, like Jerry Lewis singing Led Zeppelin and Wayne Newton. Do, it's a weird comedy bit, man. <laughs> it sounds <Yeah>. like it. <laughs> yeah. It's like Black Dog by Jerry Lewis. Hey, hey, mama said the way you move, I'm going to make you sweat, I'm going to make you roll. <laughs> So let me ask you this. So you you do um, a lot of uh, impressions. When when you were younger, did you, because uh, I had asked Rich Little this as well. We had Rich Little come on, and uh, he's another Vegas guy. And um, yeah, I asked him, uh, did you ever uh, impersonate your family growing up or do uh, mimicry of your family? And uh, he said, yes. So I'll ask you that. Uh, did you do a lot of mimicry with your family growing up? Rich Little was somebody that I wanted to grow up to be like. Um, and I used to watch the show all the time, and I said, someday I'll be just like Rich Little. And eventually he moved across the street from me here in Vegas. So we were yeah, neighbors. Yeah. And here's the weirdest part. He's at this hotel as well, an hour before us and another in the comedy club. So we're still performing together. And the answer is yes. I did my Aunt Rosie first and my grandfather. My Aunt Rosie was kind of like Jerry Lewis with a cigarette. How you doing, honey? <laughs> yes. So I used to do that and dress up. And exactly like Rich, uh, when they used to leave their coats back when people in the 60s, um, they would leave their coat and hat and I would put their their coats and hats on and do impressions of all the family members. I was a messed up kid. We all are. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I agree with you. And then uh, when, when you were also younger, you used to do um, like Johnny Carson Tonight Show uh, mimicry as well. And you had a friend that would be Johnny and you would do the like like what rich used to do do the guests yeah i wonder if he's still out there is uh if eddie lopez is out there in, in fifth grade we would he would be he did a great impression of johnny carson that's the only one he did he was he was amazing you know and and he would do johnny and i would come out as all every character and be interviewed as columbo and and all these weird characters <laughs> and, and it, this was lunch like the kids instead of eating lunch would just sit in the classroom and watch the stupid show every day we were nuts no, uh, I so speaking of Johnny, that was Rich. Uh, I remember him saying that that was his hardest mimicry to do as far as voices are concerned. Uh, did you have a uh, voice that was so, I mean, like, but like a tough voice for you to do? Uh, Johnny Carson was the tough one, but I listened to a friend that sounded like Johnny Carson but didn't know it. And I listened to him and I'm like, oh, because his name is Jeff Fairchild and this is when he talks. And I'm like, oh, there, there it is. That, that is wild stuff. <laughs> And I swear, and, and Liberace, I could never get Liberace. And I had a friend who used to impersonate an impersonator. And I used to impersonate the friend that impersonated the personator. And a marvelous ladies and gentlemen, this is Liberace. 
<laughs> so I never really get it from the actual source. I get it from the third generation of the impression. Weirdo, weirdo, man. Yes, you are. <laughs> Joan Rivers. Oh, can we talk? Oh, perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> That's spot on. That is so. Sp and Joan uh, used to be in Vegas too. Uh, she had her own show in Vegas. Yeah, too, you know. I had dinner with Joan Rivers a few times, and she was such a sweet, sweet lady. Um, I miss her a lot. She's great. The fashion police. She had the yeah. fashion police show with uh, Melissa. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Oh, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> she was great. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, <clears throat> so now you have uh, two two indie films out. Yeah, um, I have. Well, there's going to be three soon. Um, uh, Sunny the Heat, and if anybody wants to go, it's uh, go to my website www.stevensorrentino with a ph dot com. You could see the movie there. And then anywhere, tag anything, just say hashtag go sunny. Uh, we won like 30, we're in 30 festivals worldwide. We won 16 awards so far. Wow. I, I'm just blown away. A best actor five times and best song. I even composed the music for the movie and I won best song for three. So like, I'm just like, I kind of think it's a joke and somebody just playing a trick on me, but <laughs> I'm really, really grateful, man. Um, and then there's a, a, another film that's coming out. It's a short film, not a short film, but it's a, it's a feature. Uh, independent film called Death on Evergreen. And I play a dad, a dopey kind of fun dad, opposite of this murderer. And then the next film I'm doing is called Amends of the Father. And that is going to be uh, kind of a thriller. And uh, there's a great twist at the end. It's about a, a guy that was a musician in the 80s. Sounds familiar? And uh, kind of was a deadbeat dad and, you know, not familiar. Um, and uh, there's an interesting relationship with his son that has to be seen. Amends of the Father. So is that coming out coming out soon? Yeah, well, well, we're still shooting that, so it okay. should be out in January, February, and then I'll be doing a play in New York in uh, August called "It Could Be Worse," where I play an Italian guy with his lesbian daughter and her girlfriend. You know, so it's gonna be fun <laughs> at the Chain Theater on Thirty Sixth Street in New York, and that runs for a month, uh, halfway through August and halfway through September. And Stephen, uh, here in Kansas City, I've also, I've also been doing uh, comedy myself, stand up comedy as well for the last like two and a half years. Okay, give me some. Let me hear. Uh, I'll give you one one joke that I have. Um, okay. I, so I have many, but I won't. Uh, uh, but anyway, so what, one one of the jokes that I do is, um, so driving from gig, gig to gig, uh, you see all these uh, street signs, and uh, one such street sign was that uh, this street was dedicated to this person. Uh, now, obviously, we don't know who this guy is, but I mean, it, it mentions his nickname underneath that street sign, which is "Mommy's Little Fat Man." Hmm. So we now know two things about this guy. Number one, he was really close to his mother. Mm -hmm. And number two, the city spent money to fat shame him. <laughs> That's good. So apparently the term daddy's little drunken mistake was already taken. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> the comedians don't laugh at jokes normally. They just, if it's good, they go, that was good. That was good. <laughs> yeah, I know. I <laughs> you know. know. I used to play for the Las Vegas Comedy Festival and every, including George Carlin was out there. So I would host it. It's the worst audience in the world because no one wants to laugh. No. You know, I mean, the worst of the worst, you know, Jack Carter, the old school guys. Oh my God. So I'd be up there like shaking and nobody laughed when they would just, if it was a good joke, they would just, <laughs> just shake their head. That was good. You know, Sounds <laughs> the intimidating. Worst oh, you have no idea. I, you know, it was like being in a cold pool. I was in the pool because I walk off with no, you know what, you know, it was rough. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> well, Stephen, I hope to see you here in Kansas City. Maybe one day you'll come to Kansas City and we'll uh, perform together. 
Hey, man, that would be wonderful. I've been to Kansas City at the casino. There's several casinos in Kansas City. Yes. And I played there. I, I'd love to. And if I come to town, will you open for me? I will bring that one one joke with me. No, I'm joking. I, I, I'll, I'll, yes, yes. Well, we could do the joke in Spanish, Italian, and Russian. <laughs> it would take 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I would look forward to that. And uh, so, Stephen, thank you so much for your time, sir. Thank you so much. See, Sunny the Heat. Go, Sunny. Go, Sunny. Thank you, brother. Thank you, sir.